you know, similar to athletes, like they visualize before a race, they visualize themselves winning the race or crossing the finish line and how important that can be. And even last night too, I was visualizing us talking on this podcast so that I could get into that vibe and really understand like how it would be before it happens. And so if you're ever confronted with a situation that's going to be either difficult or you're nervous about it, or you can visualize it beforehand and think of your highest evolved self stepping into that situation, how would that person show up? And that can be really helpful, really beneficial. This is Art Is, a podcast for artists, where we visualize the future of the art world and the creative industries. Today, I'm sharing part two of my conversation with Lauren Hill, the LA-based creative careers coach. Before listening to this, I recommend listening to season three, episode one, for the first part of my conversation with Lauren, where we talk about the three main areas where artists and creatives struggle, those being clarity, prioritization, and confidence. In that episode, Lauren dives into why we as creatives struggle with internal blocks and limiting beliefs, while offering advice on how to break down those complex feelings. We also discuss how we can leverage the digital world to accelerate professionally and creatively. Today, Lauren shares the details of how her coaching program works, the tools and inspiration that went into developing it, and how she uses visualization as a technique to help artists heal, find out what success looks like, and set the right goals to get there. I wanted to start 2022 with you by sharing this powerful knowledge from Lauren. So let's dive back in, and I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. So I'll give you a a short peek into my life. I studied illustration in college, and after college, I started working for an art gallery in the Napa Valley. I currently live in Los Angeles. So I worked for this art gallery for about six years, and that's where I sold close to $4 million of other people's artwork, paintings, photography, sculpture, things like that. And after working there, I moved to Los Angeles to work for the international art book publisher Tashin, which I worked for about six years, and I sold about $13 million worth of books, fine art prints to museums up and down the West Coast, bookstores, galleries, boutiques, and national accounts like Pottery Barn and Restoration Hardware, Nordstrom, things like that, and developed a lot of relationships. And so that's kind of like my corporate history. And my personal development journey started close to eight years ago when I got sober. So I struggled with alcohol and drug abuse. And that was like a really pivotal moment in my own journey of seeing that I could reach out to other people for help when I was struggling. And I I had a lot of difficulty with that growing up. And after starting that journey, I started finding coaches for other parts of my life because I felt, oh, wow, there's people out there that know what they're doing and they can help you. And devoting the money that I was making into that to developing whatever part of my life that I needed help in was so amazing. And then I was like, wow, there's something really to this. And the tools that I was learning, I was like, I want to start teaching these. I want to share this with the world. And and so that's when I developed my own 
coaching business. I've been coaching for three years. I now do career coaching for creatives specifically. I work with people for three to six month programs. So the three month program is more of like a jet booster pack to really get you started. And change takes time. And I think with this atmosphere of Amazon Prime, like getting things next day, we're so used to like immediate satisfaction. (laughs) And then a lot of coaching out there too is, oh, change your life in this amount of time and Oh, become a five-figure earner and blah, blah, blah. And it's, yeah, that's nice, but it takes time. But I do find starting with three months is a nice way to kind of ease into it. And I meet with people over the phone. We have one Zoom session. The first session is over Zoom, so we can put a face to the voice. And then we meet three times a month for an hour each time. And what we review is the first session is really digging into like, crystal clear vision of what your goals are within the next three to six months. And, you know, when I ask this question to people, it sometimes you're caught off guard even because you're like, oh, wow, like, where do I want to be in the next three to six months? And really sitting down to plan and figure that out is so helpful. And what I act as is this sounding board. You know, I'm just taking in all of your information as a neutral perspective and organizing it for you. I'm a Virgo. I love organizing. And so I'm organizing your thoughts. And I'm I also have intuitive gifts of really seeing perspective, seeing things that are holding you back. And so in in each session, we're pretty much getting clear on where you want to go, breaking down that big vision into smaller pieces so you can take inspired action, and then seeing what the little obstacles or roadblocks that are holding you back. And we just, we create this plan together and we work together And I also use visualization and meditation sometimes to go even deeper into that kind of subconscious, that unconscious mind that is underneath. You're the first person I have met that does this kind of work. In the creative industry, this doesn't seem to be a common occurrence, like this kind of really supportive, open, transparent coaching and like working with goal setting and visualization. Did you learn these techniques from another industry or like how did you adapt them to the needs of creatives? I'm wondering because I'm really interested in learning from other spaces and other industries because I feel like as creatives and artists, sometimes we're just so focused on our own work or our own space that we just don't even look a few inches beyond to see what's happening. And we're always learning the hard way, it seems. That's so interesting that you say that because I feel like everyone does what I do. (laughs) I'm like, I'm I'm not special. So limiting beliefs, even I have, you know, I have to work on them because my industry is coaching. And so I see other people, you know, they might not do exactly what I do the way I do it, but I still feel like, oh, well, you know, there's millions of coaches out there. The things that I'm doing aren't unique. So it's great to hear that feedback. And really it is unique because of the specific niche that I work in, which is creatives and then bringing that kind of like spiritual element to it or whatever you want to call it. It might just be more uh, visualization type of work. It doesn't have to be spiritual per se, if that's not your vibe, like that, that works too. I work with all types of, 
of people. Like I said, how it got combined, really the creative part of me and then this like personal growth journey part of me and the tools that I've learned through sobriety of going to 12 step program. Like that was a big part of my learning more about myself, learning how to set boundaries, learning how to let go of resentment. The 12 steps are incredible. And I I go to AA meetings and some people say I'm a grateful alcoholic or I'm a grateful addict. And the reason that they say that is because they've been given this program that is incredibly supportive to building character and building a really functional human being. So that's been very helpful. And then I, there's another program that I do called To Be Magnetic. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. It's basically some workshops that you can go in and listen to hypnosis, like for money blocks, for love, for your shadow, shadow work, inner child, all of those things. And Lacey Phillips, who started that program, calls it neural manifestation. So it's backed by science. And that's another program that I've taken tools from that as well to really kind of, you know, at least understanding how that's worked for me and then sharing that with other clients and friends that I see have similar patterning. And then I went to school for health coaching, which they taught in that program that you basically you have your primary foods and your secondary foods and your primary foods are career relationship, spirituality, and exercise. And your secondary foods are your food. So they actually believed that like all of those other things are just as important, if not more than the actual food that you're bringing into your body. So having balance in all those areas. So I picked up a lot of tools and and insight and programs from other places and taken what I felt was most important for me and sharing that with others. I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you use visualization and affirmation in, you know, career development. Yeah. So visualization is super powerful. And the reason it's so powerful is that our brain doesn't know the difference between something actually happening in real life and it being visualized. So it. Basically, when you close your eyes and you imagine yourself like raising your right hand and waving to someone, it stimulates the same parts of the brain that it would in real life if you did that. So that's how powerful it is to your brain. I use visualization in in three major areas. So the first area is really for healing, taking into account the moment and you're feeling negative energy, stuck energy, angry, whatever those those feelings are, doubt, fear, whatever it is, and really allowing yourself to feel into it. And then using using visualization as a technique to let go of it. So, you know, as artists too, we're this is what we're good at, the imagery part of it. So really going in and giving the energy characteristics. Where are you feeling it in your body? What does it look like? Does it have a texture, a color? And really just naming it, giving it information, and then being able to like witness it 
releasing from your body too. And for me, I like to send it to the core of the earth and like imagining it disintegrating. And then the opposite of that is like healing energy. So you can imagine bringing healing into your body, imagining sources of light, detoxing your body, and imagining bringing animals and minerals and nutrients into your body to give it source energy to create those good feeling vibes. So that's the first area of visualization that I use personally and with my clients. And then the next one is really, you know, similar to athletes, like they visualize before a race, they visualize themselves winning the race or crossing the finish line and how important that can be. And even last night too, I was visualizing us talking on this podcast so that I could get into that vibe and really understand like how it would be before it happens. And so if you're ever confronted with a situation that's going to be either difficult or you're nervous about it, or you can visualize it beforehand and think of your highest evolved self stepping into that situation, how would that person show up? And that can be really helpful, really beneficial. And then the last part of the visualization uh, is visualizing your goals. So really thinking into the future and getting into that person, imagining yourself in those situations like that house that you want to live in and that, you know, where would it be? What, what does the backyard look like? You want to have a, a show at this certain gallery. What would that look like? What would that feel like? What would the people telling you that they really related to this piece and you know, really getting into that energy because it is just, it's a very energetic thing and you can shift the energy when you visualize. And then along with visualizing, I find journaling like that is even just more solidifying it. And there's actually a, a study that was done by a professor of psychology that she found that uh, you're 42% more likely to achieve your goals if you write them down. So writing things down is super effective and it's super therapeutic as well. That's amazing. But what do you do when those old like self-doubt feelings creep back up and those limiting beliefs of, oh, I'm not good enough. No one's going to buy my work. This is too expensive. This is too ugly. This is whatever it is that inadvertently because of whether it's Instagram or just comparing yourself or whatever of the million other causes that it could be, like how do we stay steadfast on the path and really keep control and power and agency over both our creative and professional development? There's a lot of different ways to do that. And it's, I think, finding the best way that works for you. I don't know if you've ever heard of EFT, emotional freedom technique, tapping, where you're tapping on different meridians of your body while you're releasing stuck energy and saying how you're feeling and then moving it into more of a neutral or empowering place. That's really effective because you're, you're moving your body with the visualization part of it. I also find just taking a moment to imagine that doubt, that fear, whatever it is, that energy, putting it into like a bubble and then popping the bubble and it just disintegrating into the air. Or imagine it, you putting it into some kind of encapsulation and then you like throwing it into a river and it just like disintegrating into the river, you know, but just getting all that gunk 
out of your body and into something else. And then that's why I said the same thing, core of the earth, like imagining it just dissolving into the core of the earth. And then another thing too, I was even doing a workout the other day where you, you pretend like you're holding a hammer and you're, you like go all the way up to the top of your head and then you hammer down really hard. And I was like, oh my God, this is so therapeutic. Like I was imagining, I won't say what I was imagining, but there was something underneath <laughs> that I was imagining hitting. And I was like, yeah, I was like getting really into it. And it's just like, you can do so much with your imagination, especially as artists, like we're so creative. Like why not use this as healing and as motivating? And also, you know, this idea of mind and body, because I feel like as an artist, I really do use my body. I, I work with my hands. I use tools. But then all of my other work, I just use my mind and I use my computer. And I'm just like behind my screen or on my phone. And there's no physical connection there. And I, I feel like realizing that I am not just like a floating brain, but actually a physical, you know, person as well is something I just forget about all the time. It's really interesting to hear like that connection there between whether it was tapping or exercise or it's really interesting. Yeah. And that's why I think getting into nature too is so important because we do being behind these screens and watching TV and things. I think our society in general is all the just not wanting to feel like I, that's what I struggled with a lot of. It's hard to feel these emotions and we're not given like tools to really understand how to process them and move them and be with them and sit with them and transform them. And nature can really help with that too, of going out with the natural world and feeling your body, you know, separating yourself from the technology that has numbed us in a way. It sounds very much like a personal journey. But the thing is, I feel like so many of these experiences of whether that's like self-doubt or like limiting beliefs or something, it's not just felt by you. It's felt by everyone. And because we don't share that vulnerability or those setbacks or whatever it is, we're even more isolated. Of course, the journey of professional, personal, creative self-development is always going to be individual. But how do you see whether that's a network or like even just a group of people? Like, How do you see human interaction and connecting with others coming into this realm? The more that I learn about myself and like stepping into my my dreams like I just realize how important connection is and community and it's fantastic that we have the ability to have community with people now across the world and at our fingertips and real life in real life connection in person is so important too. It's terrifying because especially with COVID, like we've all been so isolated and forgotten how to interact with people. And then our phones keep us disconnected from people in real life too. You go into a doctor's office and everyone's on their phone. No one's talking to each other anymore. And there's this level of fear around it now too. And I wonder what it's going to do to children that are growing up in this atmosphere too. It's so interesting. And you really have to be courageous and put yourself out there and find social groups. And it's a lot of trial and error, actually. You know, like along the years, I've changed so much as a human being. And in that, I've dropped a lot of friends and made a lot of new ones. And 
still figuring out who I am, what I like, what my boundaries are. And it, it takes time and just being, you know, gentle with yourself. You know, that comes back to that awareness of like, how do I feel in this situation around these people? Who are the people I want to surround myself with? And how can I be courageous and get out of my comfort zone so I can find more people who share common interests, who have similar values? Thankfully, we have tools like Facebook and Instagram and certain online groups, too, that you can find similar common interests with. The major theme of art is this podcast is really about the future of the art world and allowing emerging artists and creatives and art enthusiasts and, you know, anyone really to brainstorm the future of this industry and start exploring how it can change and grow for the better, where we have agency and we're in control of our creative and professional development. And so I just wanted to ask you, what are you excited about and want to see more of in the art space? And like, how do you see this future unrolling? I mean, I'm excited about the planet waking up. I really feel like there's an awakening going on. And with that, you know, we're more empowered as individuals. Like the structure is people are questioning things more. And there's a lack of trust in the establishment. I think there's an empowerment that comes with realizing you can choose whatever you want. You don't have to be a certain way because a law says you have to be. And so I'm really interested to see like what the next few years bring because of of COVID, how that has changed things, you know, like we were confronted with this life or death situation where, wow, what if the planet just ended all of a sudden? How would you feel? Would you be happy with your life? Would you have lived out, you know, would you look back at your life and be proud of what you created, what you did, the human that you were? We're all asking ourselves these questions. And I think that's going to bring a lot of change into the world of like people really sticking up for, you know, creating more healthy lives for themselves and figuring out what really is fulfilling and giving them purpose. I I don't know how that's going to affect things, but I just, I see it happening and I'm really excited to just be part of that movement too. So my business is called Curated Splash, curated like a curator, Curated Splash. So you can find me at curatedsplash.com or uh, on IG at Curated Splash. And yeah, I, I do offer free consult, one hour, one-on-one consult calls for certain times of the month to talk about getting career clarity. I call them career clarity sessions with others that are interested in finding a career coach and learning more about it. So that is one of the things, if you want to reach out to me, there are my contacts on my website and my IG. Thank you for listening to Art Is, a podcast for artists. I'd like to wish everyone a happy and healthy new year, and also thank Lauren Hill from Curated Splash for sharing her expertise and wisdom with us. When you have a moment, please leave Art Is, a podcast for artists, a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. It really helps others find us. You can support the work I do by subscribing on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen, and by donating to the podcast. The link to do so is in the episode description. Also, I really love hearing from you. 
So please keep reaching out on Instagram at artistpodcast or by emailing listen at artistpodcast.com. Okay, that's it for now. Thanks so much and see you next Wednesday.